Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Box podcast. Your bi-weekly info dump of all comics news. Odin's beard. Yes. Love it. Love it. So what's going on, y'all? This uh we have a uh, pretty cool episode today. Do we? I think so. I think so. I think so too. Yeah. Um we're gonna get hey Armando has a really cool hat. I just yeah. noticed it. It's got the penguin on it. Yeah, it is. Um we uh let's go ahead and get kicked off with some news. Um Armando, Danny, what you guys got? We got a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of stuff. Um, I just saw a headline that I'm really excited about. I don't Heck know yeah. how to get involved with it, but I would love to be involved with it. Uh, DC is launching a milestone, the Milestone Initiative, uh, to identify and empower Black and diverse creators. So they're going to actively cultivate and bring in, you know, POC people of color, uh, LGBTQ, IA. Nice. Creators, all these individuals who are lacking in voices and representation in comics, they're going to be reaching out and bringing those people in, and I'm, you know, stoked. Like, awesome. Yeah. So. So for some that might not know, what's behind the name Milestone? Milestone was a comic book imprint from the early '90s, uh, started by Dennis Cowan and, um, oh, what's who's the writer for? For a lot of the Justice League cartoons, Dwayne McDuffie. Dwayne McDuffie. Dwayne, yeah, yeah. yeah Good McDuffie. job, Thank Thank Joey. Joey. Dang, on it. Joey's on it today. I grew up on that. Dwayne I grew McDuffie, up on Dennis Cowan, yeah. and other other black yeah. creators. Um, and they created characters like Static Shock and Hardware. Uh, yeah, if you guys, Icon and Rocket. Yeah, we talk about if you go into our earlier episodes, we have an episode where we kind of touch on more on those too. So if you want to learn more about them, you can go listen to those. Or you should have already listened to hey, it. Good plug. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, the Milestone characters were mm -hmm. essentially just, you know, all people of color, a universe of characters and comics for people, you know, built around those stories and those characters. And it was, it, you know, it's really good. They ended it super early, but they've 
tried to launch it a couple of times again, mm-hmm. and here recently they have relaunched it uh, as seasons, yep. I guess. With uh, six-issue seasons? Yeah, six-issue seasons. I, and I think that is a great concept. I think that's the way... I think that's the way comics should be heading into seasons yes. where, you know, you put six books, 12 books, whatever, mm-hmm. that's season one, and then you give your artists a break, your writers a break, come back, do another season or whatever. So Agreed. Yeah. Amanda, what you got today? Um, oh, DC Fandom is happening this weekend, so yeah. you guys can view that at home. It's really cool. They, it's uh, streaming online, right? Yeah, it's streaming online, so they do live stuff where they preview what DC has coming as far as movies, um, like comics. all kinds of entertainment? Yeah, all kinds of entertainment. Um, it's interactive, too, so like they had artists submit art for it, or you know, you can do interviews. I don't know how a lot of it's working this year, but it's pretty fun. And, um, yeah, you can go check it out, just dcfandom.com. And, uh, oh, they're supposed to premiere, like, um, footage from, oh, yes. from Black Adam. Yeah. And then I think uh, drop the new Batman trailer, uh-huh. the new trailer for the yeah. new movie Batman or the Batman. Oh, and then also they're going to, I think, because um, they had to go back and rework some of the stuff, but the uh, Suicide Squad game, Superside Super oh, yeah. uh, Suicide Squad was it versus Superman? Is that what it is? Yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they had to. I guess they had problems when they were trying to work on it during COVID. They did release a trailer, the first DC fandom, but now I think they have like the complete, um, like trailer, and they're ready to launch it. So you can peep that out. Nice, Joey. What do you got? That kind of rolled into the first bit of news I had. I had one really, one really big one. For yeah, me. Uh, but uh, the first bit one was. Uh, we kind of heard the first time of Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman voice, if you will. Uh, oh, you that. guys oh, heard it. I, yeah. I, I have not heard yeah, it. I didn't, I haven't I didn't it. listen to it. Oh, it so it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a small clip, and yeah. uh, what it is, it's like um, it's uh, it's in referencing the bat signal. He's like, it's not just a signal. It's a warning. But he says it in like a – it's not overacted because you know how um, the, the which one? What was his name? Why is it escaping me? Bale? There you go, Christian Bale. His yeah. voice was very acted, you know. Bruce Wayne acted the voice of Batman. Oh, right, right. Pattinson's doesn't seem... Oh, it like seems like, like natural. Like yeah, very, and then, yeah. uh, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, what the fuck? Uh, Affleck. Um, he had the kind of robotic voice. But Affleck, had, yeah, he yeah, had, he a voice had a voice modulator. modulator. Oh, that's modulator. right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, Pattinson's going, uh, I don't want to say all natural, but yeah. I don't think he has any kind of modulation or anything like that. I think it's just like Man, his, I'm, ex- his voice. I'm excited for this Batman film. Me too. It's been a long time since I've been excited about a Batman film. Yeah, because like, when I first got back into comics, for, um, Batman Year One was one of the first ones that I picked up, mm. and it was really cool. And this movie yeah. is kind of supposedly kind of softly uh, or uh, we worked after it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can't wait. And then we saw the uh, a new uh, still of uh, of the Riddler, and he looks really oh, I didn't cool. See oh, that. that Riddler, man. I'm getting, like, super chills from the imagery that I'm seeing of oh, this Riddler. Man. Like, he, they really. He's going to be more, like, sadistic kind yeah. of. Yeah, than, I think so. Like, very... More like a serial killer kind of. Wow. They really reimagined this guy. Yeah. They, like, I think they took aspects of the Zodiac Killer. Ooh. And, uh, That's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, because that's going to be very like pushing Batman to be more detective 
you know, then he's been maybe more in the other movies. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, I mean, uh, we saw a bit of that in Bale. Um, the bit of the yeah, in, uh, in uh, The Dark Knight. Right. right. Uh, you know, all he the does the ballistics and, right. and, and recreation and all that, trying yeah. to track down the Joker. So I'm really excited to see what happens cool. with this one. Uh, so uh, Paul Dano is going to be the guy that plays yeah. the Riddler in that one. So Nice. Uh, I haven't seen – I don't remember Paul Dano in any kind of work that I've, I've seen. Have you never seen the uh, There Will Be Blood? With uh, with Daniel Day Lewis and Paul Dano, I don't. That's the, the Western movie. No, the oil movie. Yeah, right? the oil tycoon movie. A long time ago. Oh a man, he, it's such a good movie. It's so good, and and Paul Dano is so great in that. I'm gonna go back and watch. Like it, it's it's hard to to really realize how good he was because Daniel Day Lewis is the movie or whatever. You know, whatever yeah. whatever role he takes, he's the movie. That's what he does. But Paul Dano gives a great uh, uh, supporting performance in that movie. Nice. So hopefully they bring uh, what's his name, Daniel Day Lewis, in there somewhere. You gotta stop. Hey, you I, gotta stop. You like anytime, I, I, anytime there's an Easter egg, Joey's like, "What if they're gonna do this, guys? What 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 what, what, what would happen if they did this, guys?" Any a throwaway line <laughs> from Spider Man Two. And uh, they were like, what about Dr. Strange? They're Yo, trying to name Dr. Octopus. Yeah. He's like, what about Dr. Strange? And, and J. Jonah Jameson, it's great, but it's already taken. You know? <laughs> it's going to come. I, I and promise, and Joey, I, Joey, I got, I got Joey on it. dug it up, dug oh. it up. And he's like, guys, what if this throwaway line comes back in the next Spider-Man movie? And there's like another Dr. Strange. Like, stop. Yo, Please stop it. I'm calling it. You five. should. All right. It's going to be five, oh, five all right. bucks. Right. Odds, odds are 50 <laughs> to 1. 50 to 1. I'm giving you 50 to 1 odds that if you bet $5 that a second Doctor Strange will appear in the new Spider Man movie, you're going to lose $5. So. Fair. <laughs> Take it. Easy. Take it. Um, right. What else? What else we got? I'm excited for a new storyline coming out of Marvel Devil's Reign. I don't know if you guys have heard of What? What's that about? So, read the Daredevil books just ended, and again series or or, or seasons. Right, you know Daredevil ran up until like issue thirty five, and now they're ending it and they're going to restart it. Uh, during this run, Elektra became uh, Daredevil. Right. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And Daredevil, Matt Murdock was in prison. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's out. And they're restarting with two books. One is Daredevil, The Woman Without Fear, which is carrying on with Elektra. Right. She's going to go out and become Daredevil and protect the streets of Hell's Kitchen. The other one is Devil's Reign, which is Wilson Fisk. He's currently the mayor of New York City in the Marvel Whoa. Universe. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a thing for a couple of years now. Nice. So the hero. And I think that's why the Avengers sort of moved out of New York. So that they wouldn't have to deal with his politics and his shenaniganery. Right. Um, his chicanery, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so he has basically been uh, bringing war to Hell's Kitchen to flush Daredevil out. Because, you know, that's his hated enemy. That's his, that's his arch nemesis. We're going to go at it until we die. Right. Well, now, and I think he's the one who got Daredevil put in prison. Now Daredevil's out. And there's a whole new, like, police state going on in New York City, and he's cracking down on vigilante superheroes. And it involves uh, characters still based in New York, which includes Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, the Fantastic Four, 
a Daredevil, Luke Cage, uh, and Captain America. So all these, like, New York-based characters, ground characters that, like, Doctor Strange can go to another dimension or whatever or fight uh, uh, magic beings from across the universe and, and be cool. You know, he's like, yeah, you can try and get rid of me, but you're not. But all these other characters, they have to band together to fight against this police state that is really, really cracking down on them, trying to force them out of their super heroics. So that's a series coming out pretty soon. Uh, Devil's Reign. And it's, it's, you know, it's Daredevil trying to uh, bring these guys together so that they can fight Wilson Fisk. And then Wilson wow. Fisk is the one, like, really pushing the envelope on this. Nice. So, you know what? I don't think that. there's ever been a Daredevil story that I didn't like. Yeah. Like, right? I yeah. Mean, you think about it. Like, He's such a cool character. Yeah. It is. And uh, after the the Daredevil, the Daredevil Netflix series, anytime I read or, uh, the Kingpin, yeah. I always uh, read him in Vincent D'Onofrio's voice. Oh man, he's so, Dude, cool. he is so I perfect. I hope they segue him into the movie some way. That would be cool. I, I hope he gets back in. That one, that one could be easier done than than the other throwaway <laughs> Doctor Strange <laughs> bullshit. Okay, I got some news. Here's one. Okay, for the new Avengers uh, number fifty seven fifty uh, issue that's coming issue out. Issue fifty. Coming yes, out. yes. Yeah. Doctor Doom is assembling a team of multiverse menaces in this. Oh issue. yeah, I think I've seen preview yeah. work for that. Yeah, yeah. So it looks pretty cool. Like, the, do we have a roster yet? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know I don't know. I don't know official names, but I see a red venom. Yeah, which is like a hydra the, venom. A vet. No, well, it's the red skull and venom oh, bonded yeah, together. Right. That's and that's from uh, the storyline that you were severely disappointed with, the Heroes uh, Reborn. There's like a, but oh. it's not. It's not. <laughs> look, it it sparked some great ideas, it great did. characters. So you know, I didn't like. There's a Ghost Rider Goblin looking thing. That's tight. A Ghost I Goblin. I saw that. Ghost that, Goblin. That looks cool. This looks like a man, dude. This face coloring kind of reminds me of like the Living Tribunal. I think that's uh, Madam Mask and someone else. Madame like they're, ma- they're they mash up a lot of characters. There's a yeah. there's a kid neat, Thanos though. in there. <laughs> but yeah, it looks pretty cool. So and it you know that number fifty, it's gonna mark like the, I think they titled it's a big it, milestone. Yeah, milestone issue. And then the last thing that I got is this is really for the kiddos. So Joey, um, <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon is coming out with a new series, but it's placed thirteen hundred years. After the movies in modern times, so modern times, yeah. but with the same, I guess, dragons and stuff, because you know, dragons are, can live thousands of years. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It'll be fun to see. I like seeing all like the relevant new stuff that's hip nowadays in movies. And yeah, it's cool to see it carried on because, like, I grew up on stuff that I didn't know was like 40, yeah. 50 years old. So it's really cool. Really, yeah. Like what like Tom and Jerry, uh, like the Looney Tunes. Oh, um, yeah. Those were like the go-to. Even, uh, I think Scooby everybody. Do, the Scooby-Doo cartoons. Those were thirty years by the time I was even born. Those are timeless, though, man. That's yeah, like they're everywhere when so, we were growing up. So it's yeah, really cool to see because I didn't know. You know, watching uh, the same Looney Tunes ah, and during Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> these are awesome. When are they going to make more? Yeah, right. <laughs> but then you start seeing the new ones. Yeah, and like, these are trash. Yeah. <laughs> We um, so going into the next bit of news that I had, and this probably is going to be a bit of a bigger one, and this might uh, like wrinkle junk, wrinkle some feathers. This might junk our chances of working for Marvel in the future. Uh-oh. Wait, no, we, no, no. Let's. That's. I know what you're trying to talk about. I know what you're getting into. That should be the. That should be the last thing. Bet we'll wait for that one. 
what did you guys get into reading this week? What y'all pick up? Shit, man, I wanted to go get hardware so bad. I didn't have time to make it to Bank Sense. Oh yeah. But I'm reading um, hardware, so I talked about it in a couple issues back. And man, they, I don't know what like prolonged it, but they barely is- released issue two. So I was that was really the only thing that I really wanted to go in and get right now that nice. I've been reading. But I did a complete breakdown of everything I read this week, and I have completely forgotten it. Dang man, I know X Men Four, X Men Four. Uh, X Men number four came out, and it has a it's a fill in issue. That's right, it's a fill in issue. It's between uh, I guess growing up, they used to do one offs where it was just a fill in issue. And it was to give the writer or the artist or someone a break, and they would bring in a second team to do just like a one and done story, a one shot story, and then you move on. It was in continuity, uh, same characters you knew, and it just you know. Boom, 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 done, let's go. Um, So this one uh, involves Nightmare, who is a Doctor Strange villain. Okay. And what he is, he's like a sub-level demon beneath Mephisto, who's the devil of the Marvel Universe. Uh, He feeds off of people's bad dreams. It sounds lame. Yeah. Yeah. You can laugh, Joey. (laughs) But everybody has bad dreams. But everybody has bad dreams. And if you're a super... If you're a superhero and you're having bad dreams, what yeah. does that consist of? How does that fuel your yeah. energy? So, so Nightmare is a hungry Freddy Krueger? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. And he torments you in your dreams. He, like, pumps up your dreams to where they're really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in this issue, Jean Grey, who was host of the Phoenix, Ooh. yeah, he's, like, really pushing that whole Phoenix Force persona on her where she's really – uh, having a terrible, terrible night trying to sleep, and it's just the guilt is is racking her up. So. A telepath with nightmares sounds terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's a fill-in issue. This could have easily been a three-issue arc yeah. where the X-Men have to deal with Nightmare and how to figure out, because I, I, I could have seen them bringing in magic to assist with this, going into the going into limbo, mm, into yeah. his dimension. And deal. Yeah. But ultimately, it was just Jean Grey, uh, overpowering him with her telepathy and then setting New York back because he was causing New York to have nightmares like the entirety of New York. And he stumbled wow. upon the tree house that the X-Men built in Central Park. And he's like, oh, this is new. And he's just really relishing that whole aspect of, oh, I get to play in the X-Men minds. And she just really just kind of kicks him out. And like, if you ever come back, I will I will destroy you. And so. It was it was neat. It was one and done. I was like, man, I don't. It could have been better. It could have been better. But I get it. They were giving the regular team a break, and so the regular team should be back at full strength next month. That's cool. Um, the I am Batman number two. That's the one I got hold on. Yeah, so that's what the one I got hold on. Would you do buy the same issue twice? I got like I did? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't make that mistake, Joey. Oh, man. Fucking variants. So, I Am Batman launched with uh, uh, John Ridley as a writer and Olivier Coipel and Travel Foreman on art duties. It was supposed to be going back and forth between those two. I don't know what artist they brought in this time, Ooh. but it was neither one of those guys. <laughs> Dude, I hate when that happens. Was it the so same writer, bad. though? It was the same writer. Okay. Yeah, John Ridley is the same writer. And maybe maybe they brought in a third uh, artist for time constraints, but man, I was so disappointed. What um, was rough on it? Just like he was trying to do his best, Olivia Coppel, but it was just falling oh, way no, short. Man. 
He didn't. He didn't so it was have like the right. tra- like he would start maybe kind of good, but then trail off like because he's tired. Like he doesn't draw like that normally. So he's like, I'm just gonna finish it this way. Well, and or, a lot of the a lot of the sequencing and action and panel to panel shots, um, they just weren't as fluid. I don't. I like if you were to put both of both pages like. Give me an Olivia Coppell page and give me one of this guy's pages. I can show you. I can point out yeah. just because I, I think his was still too stiff. Because he, he, you know, when you try to draw like someone else, you really and and if it's limited to a month or whatever, however much time you have to get this book done, then you're relying on your own skill. And then trying to pastiche something like on you're top pushing of against your instinct, right? Like yeah. Right. You're fighting against your instinct too, because like, oh, I got to draw like this, but I want to do this because it's natural to yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I'm not gonna say he was terrible, but it when I was expecting, but that is Coppel, a bummer. That's a bummer because you're excited, right? Like you want to see your favorite artist and your favorite, you know, your good writers. Especially, especially oh, when you look at the cover. Especially for when I am see, Batman. Especially when that's your best friend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> your best see, friend. For real, for real. Your own people. I always say that whenever the main cover of the book features of uh, an artist that's not the interior artist. Oh yeah, and it looks drastically different. Dude, I got hip to that so quick. Like yeah, when you see so the cover, good. the cover so to good, it, dude. and you're drawn in, and then you get inside, and you're like, "Oh, I'm sad now." Yeah, so sad. But it was still a solid read. I can you I tell us wanna... a bit about what's going on in the story in the first two issues? It's still uh, the Jace Fox Batman trying right. to establish himself as uh, the Batman because Batman is the Bruce Wayne Batman is presumed dead. Wow. And the streets have been taken over by a police force. Uh, vigilantism is no longer allowed. No heroes, no capes, no masks is what they refer to it as. Um, so the first issue is him really going out on his first mission as Batman. The second issue opens up with a murder mystery. The character Anarchy has been murdered in an alley. Oh, Yeah. Um, and those two, like Batman is out still on his first night, uh, doing little things to establish himself, you know, as this new Batman. So he's running against, uh, that's the other thing, homegrown terrorism. Mm-hmm. He's running against, uh, groups like that, like, uh, mm-hmm. some of those percenters guys, yeah. you know, and, uh. You know, militias is what they call themselves. Ugh. <laughs> the, the freedom militia. Yeah. Cosplayers. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but um, so he's doing that while the Gotham PD is trying to look into this murder mystery. And those two storylines are going to are going to collide. Wow. Because, yeah. You know, uh, uh, which is anarchy is a mass. So do, is, what's projected on this run? Like how many issues or is it a short story miniseries or what? I... I think it's going to be a miniseries. Okay. I think it's a miniseries. I think it was announced as a miniseries during the pandemic, and then it got delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think those two concepts will collide at, the, at like into one big finale, kind of, or will it maybe lead to something else? I here we go again. Seasons. Yeah. I hope the miniseries ends and it continues on in like a season two of I Am Batman. That would be yeah. cool. 
Because that would, yeah, that would be cool. You know, you continue this. So I, I want to say miniseries, but it's really uh, grown out of the future state stuff, out of the 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 stuff that they had that DC had the five G mm-hmm. that DC had planned. That's a whole other thing, guys. We should get into that some other time. Oh, but basically, yeah. it was like a new generation of heroes taking over for all these older heroes. Mm, some more foreshadowing. Uh, like Jace Fox taking over for Batman, uh, Ayara, uh, Yara Yara Flood taking over for Wonder Woman, and John Kent taking over for taking Superman. over for Superman as the as the Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman right. of the DC universe. So, yep, yep, that's tight. And that's probably gonna roll us into our next segue point, huh? Let me see. What else did I read first, real fast? Whoa, 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 whoa. Um. Oh, Strange Adventures. Strange Adventures, yeah. the Adam Strange. Oh man, is it good? Oh, I got. I'm at, I'm at like issue seven, I think. All right, then I won't. I won't. I mean, you can but talk I, about it because I'm was, still enjoying it. It was I'm issue twelve. St- I'm still reading the stuff. Like I still read like uh, uh, summaries and stuff online. So, but I'm also reading the book. So, so I read about. Strange Adventures number twelve. It wrapped up. Uh, Tom King. It's a black label book, but yeah. they're saying it's Ooh. in continuity. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So, um, ooh, cool. It's it's Wouldn't that real- be the first one, huh? Wouldn't that be the first one? Maybe. Yeah. I think they've all been like little one shots or little, not one shots or little one offs. Like Elseworlds kind yeah. of titles, yeah. maybe. That's but cool. I've, I've I've read that it was in it was supposed to be in continuity. Wow. So we'll see. Hey, it, that makes it cool. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I like it now, but that's interesting. It wraps up with uh, kind of couple of plots going forward plot lines going forward potentially yeah. opening the door to more trouble for mr terrific and Ooh, okay. uh the wife of adam strange kind of having to uh accept her role as queen of ran so i mean it, once you get there it it kind of like when you think about it when uh, upon initial reading i was left like oh well that was kind of flat but no now that i think about it, like oh you know what that opens the door for a couple of things. So, dude, and also I don't like I don't get to like a lot of people are into like horror kind of comics, right? Like horror. Why aren't people into like sci-fi kind of stuff? Like sci-fi can be scary. Like I sci-fi feel like is super scary. I feel like yeah. Doctor Strange. I mean Doctor Strange. Adam Strange. Adam Strange um, could be like a very like popular fan popular character. Yeah. Right. But like I don't know. Maybe people just don't associate it. With I don't. That. I don't think people give sci-fi its due. Yeah. Like they just. Anything that is scary or whatever, creepy, spooky, they just automatically attribute it to horror. Yeah. But like Aliens, oh, Aliens is sci-fi. Yeah. Dude. And The Fly, mm-hmm. the Jeff Goldblum, yeah. the Invisible Man, Frankenstein, yeah. all of those are sci-fi movies. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you when you really get down into it and dig deep, mm-hmm. those are sci-fi fucking movies. They're not just straight up horror. Right. It's science gone wrong. Yeah. You know, and superheroes are science gone right. You know, sometimes, 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 really. Did Bruce Banner go right? That's a Jekyll and Hyde analogy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't call the Hulk a superhero. Would you call the Hulk a superhero? He's a product of. He's a product of the atomic age. Right. Because he didn't he wasn't like trying to transform himself into. Oh, yeah, you're right. Superman. Superman's a superhero. He's of the science age. Yeah. I feel like, okay, whoa, hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, we now, got it now, turned in. Now yes, we've got a debate. We now we've got we a debate, did. guys. 
We need a bell. Ding, ding, ding. ding, ding. Yeah, right. <laughs> so would Bruce Banner be the hero? Um, I would say he's definitely more of the protagonist. Yeah. If in the story of them two, I've always read the Hulk and and in the lights of uh, their opposing forces of each other, not like oh, it's just a guy that because he he can't control when he transforms. Well, now obviously in different comics he can, but. You know, when I was reading, like, he couldn't control when he was transforming into the Hulk. Like, it was in certain situations. So he was always trying to avoid that as opposed to, oh, I need to save this lady from the car. Let me transform into the Hulk or get myself mad. Yeah. Like, he wasn't looking to do that. He was trying to escape that. So right. that's how I always saw it. Are there any others uh, superheroes that have been, like, the, uh, the science experiment gone wrong? Because, like, kind of Barry Allen was kind of that way, right? No, it wasn't really an experiment. It wasn't an experiment, no, but it was no. sci- it's still science yeah. based. I yeah. mean, like a lot of the a lot of the Silver Age characters are science based. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. during that little Atomic Age. Yeah, so you, uh, I think Beast, Beast is a is a good example. Yeah, of, the current Beast, uh, of, the furry, because uh-huh. oh, yeah. he was trying to cure uh, mutation, right? And it instead exacerbated his mutation. I forget all about that all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Wolverine, he was a Wolverine. He was a mutated Wolverine. <laughs> was that legit? <laughs> We've had this discussion, Joseph. Yes, that was supposed to be the story. Okay, yeah. so that was so supposed so to be the story. Yeah. There we go. There he's, we go. Not a, oh. he's not a he's not a legit <laughs> mutated Wolverine. I hope they bring a character like uh, like Man Bat, oh, uh, yeah. like yeah. a Man Wolverine character. Oh, man. Uh, that'd oh. be awesome. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. They got Man Wolf, but he's kind of like alien sci- he's sci-fi. sci-fi too. Yeah, yeah. sci-fi too. Because yeah. he, he became a, like he was an astronaut, right? Astronaut, yeah. yeah. He found like mm. a moon rock. Yeah. yeah, a moon rock turned him into a wolf. <laughs> Comics are goofy. <laughs> Did Kyle Higgins write that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dang man. Um. Yeah, I don't think people give sci- sci-fi its credit when it comes like they just if they're just looking for horror, like oh, this is so scary. Like, well, you know. They fucked up on like the electric or something, and now it's a it's a man fly thing. They, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, they I think like the uh, the explorative part of it. Uh, yeah. Like exploration. Oh, yeah. There's this one movie called uh, Underwater uh, with uh, oh, yeah, Kristen yeah. Stewart. Yeah. And uh, it's like a lo- I didn't realize what it was because I saw it in theaters, and uh, it was like a it's a Lovecraftian movie, but you don't know that until the very end of it. Right. Uh, because there's this team, and I think they're I don't remember what they were doing. They're either drilling or they're trying to expand. Drilling. They're drilling. Um, and they they keep on getting disturbed, and then all of a sudden, like, the movie starts off with like this quake on it. And um, it, as the movie goes along, um, they they find like these sea creatures uh, that, I, and I don't remember what they look like. I think they're like tentacle. They look like mermaids, but mm-hmm. instead of like f- uh, a fin, they had like uh, oh, octopus tentacles or something like that. Um, and then like towards the end of it, you see like Cthulhu or a creature that looks like yeah. Cthulhu. Uh, come on into it, but the wow. whole movie is scary because you don't know what's coming right. out. Yeah. They're yeah. venturing out like they have. There's this oh, one yeah. really badass scene where they have a, uh, they're walking on the uh, the, on ocean the ocean floor. floor. Yeah, and they have these lights, and then that's how you see Cthulhu because like you see them with these lights. Wow. And she shoots a flare, and you only see him like a glimpse. Yeah, like a, yeah. And it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I want to check that. It's called Underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. It's on HBO Max right now. I want to check it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that part is more scary to me than like the whole like science experiment gone wrong. Just like the exploration. Yeah. Into the that's unknown. like that's like aliens, where everything oh, yeah. happens in the dark and you don't know what's going on, yeah. and there's something in the shadows, and you're just trying to like look. I have my cat with me. I'm in my <laughs> underwear. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been a while since I saw. Did the cat survive? 
Yeah. Yeah. Cats All right. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Alien. And that's what, that was good. I like those. And Predator. Predators were good. And then I think I think the last book I read was uh, Shang-Chi number five. Oh, yeah. Was with, he still uh, fighting everybody? He's still fighting everybody. He's, he fought uh, Iron all Man. Day. He fought, he fought, he fought <laughs> Iron <laughs> Man in this one. How'd it go? It, so, Wait, who'd he fight? Wait, what? Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Okay. Iron Man. Okay. It was it was really quick. It was really quick. Um, cause in like the one where he's with Spider Man, uh, Spider Man is at the beginning of the book. Right. The one with Captain America, it's almost at the beginning of the book. The one with Wolver- Wolverine comes in pretty late, but this one with Iron Man, he like comes in like maybe the last five pages of the of the entire issue. Wow. Yeah. Dang. But was it jam packed action or was it? It wasn't jam-packed action. So what it is is a group is trying to sell uh, stolen technology, and they have a they have a suitcase, a briefcase, and they're trying to sell it to the Five Weapons Society, who used to deal in weapons, and now Shang Chi is just trying to collect weapons and get them off the street so that they don't cause mm. harm. Well, the Fantastic Four, Captain America, Spider Man, Iron Man, they don't see it that way. And this suit that this group has brought to them, it's the Silver Centurion armor. Like, they've managed to get their hands on it somehow. What? Yeah. And it becomes... That's my favorite armor. Yeah, it be, it it activates itself. Holy... And co- oh, my they get God. Into I'm going to go just get that one. Yeah. Issue. That's yeah. awesome. So, I mean, it's, it's really quick, but it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun book, and it's leading to issue six where they confront... Where they go up against Thor. Ooh, dang. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. Wow. So we're going to see. We're going to see just how good the Five Weapons Society is. Dang. But it's building That's up to tight, something man. bigger, too, I think, yeah. because uh, Captain America and Mr. Fantastic in the previous uh, issue both got on a call after Shang-Chi broke into the Baxter building. And they're like, this guy, he's not acting right. And so Reed Richards calls Captain America like, hey, can we talk? And that's when they like uh, in this in this issue in this current issue you see like Reed Richards, Captain America, Spider Man all collected together like hey um, so what do we do about this? And then the issue kind of ends right there. Excellent. It's got a good twist in it. Y'all should y'all should definitely pick it up for sure. So that's what I read this week. What did you read? I it's like I I was busy as hell this week. I picked up um, Avengers, not Avengers, Defenders number one through three mm-hmm. uh, from Al Ewing. I haven't actually had the chance to open them up just yet. Um, but what I did read was uh, my weekly edition of uh, My Hero Academia. And I told you all a bit about it, uh, that they have like the little new uh, Oh, the character. new character. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not going to dive in full into the story. Uh, but uh, there's this new character that was just introduced and her power is really, really tight. And is it? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Because, well, there's one thing I really like about My Hero Academia is that it's not just like, all right, random ass powers. It's just that most of these powers have like either really weird rules or really weird drawbacks that makes you think how they have to apply those rules into these situations. Mm-hmm. And rules is really cool because her power is to rewrite rules. Like, uh, it's called a new order. And like the first display that we have of it. Um, so she's flying on this jet, like she's riding it, right? Like the Green Goblin. And there's this other character who's the main bad guy, and he's coming at her. And both of their powers are touch-based. So they have to touch the things for it to work. Um, and so uh, the other guy's goal is to steal her power. And so she's like touching the air, and she says, in 100 feet, 
the atmosphere will disappear. And then all of a sudden, the guy can't breathe because there's no atmosphere. Oh. She overwrit the rule. And then, like, uh, the, the ship, like, tries to shoot, like, uh, laser beams at the guy. And, like, uh, he uses his powers to, like, combine the powers that he has and, like, throws the lasers back at her. And she touches the laser sick, the second that she does. She says, you will stop. And then it does. And then she, like, throws it back. It, it's tight. I thought Sounds it was cool. Sounds like Domino with extra steps. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I broke it down. I was like, so she's a real reality, reality manipulator. Yeah, yeah. In like, a controlled and that's, space. Yeah, in a controlled space, which is, I guess, I guess. Like Quentin, not Quentin Quire. Um, Wait, Jamie Braddock. Jamie Braddock, there you go. Because so, there's like Proteus, who's reality. Yeah. Uh, who can shift reality, uh, Jamie Braddock, who can shift reality. There's mm. a couple of different X-Men mutants that can shift reality. And they're super powerful. She seems really limited. Does her powers, do, wait, does, so does her, wait, well, because her powers, do they affect, re, like, all of reality or just super just, people? Because if all she has to touch. touch. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. If she has to touch everything, Jamie Braddock doesn't have to touch shit. He yeah. just has to say it, speak it into existence. So Jamie Braddock fought Iron Man. Here we go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. God. Remember, Jamie Braddock is not an X-Man. You just. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that would. I'm pretty sure Jamie Braddock would wash Iron Man. Joe, you got notes in there on trying to take us down, trying to take our Avengers down. He's, 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 he's coming he's every, week, the, every he's, week. He's got the big uh, board the, on the yeah, wall with the, the strings. Like, it's connected somehow. How can we do this? Like, this is my Batman contingency plan for y'all. <laughs> like uh, oh Charlie from God. It's Always yeah, Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Look, man, if we count the one time, the one panel that that person was in the room with Wolverine, they're an X-Men. <laughs> Crazy, man. I'm doing my best, man. So the last bit of news, and I think this is going to come into our big, big uh, uh, discussion for today. Uh, Superman. Jonathan the Kent. current Superman, yep. Jonathan Kent, came out as bisexual. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. The worst thing in the world. <laughs> the reaction I've seen oh, is wild. Right? Yeah, dude. Like, there's so oh many people gosh. that are like, this is awesome. This is really cool. This yeah. is exactly what people are. Dude, Tom know. Taylor was like on a CNN interview. Yeah. That's like how big it got. Like, yeah. Ugh. It's huge. It's so. It, is it huge, or is it? Are are people making it a bigger deal than it should be? Because yeah. it just, it yeah. should, it's just his character, right? Yeah. So here's what I'm. So here, here's my take about it. the The main drawback is people are always talking like, if mm -hmm. you want to change characters, make a new character. Yes. Uh -huh. They made a new character, uh -huh. and they're still bitching about it. Yeah. They're like, well, we don't have to know that he's gay. Well, did you didn't have to fucking know Superman was straight? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. Let's continue with the story. Right. Yeah, you. Right? That's your presumption that I, you were making him straight automatically as the default. I will just say this: yeah. issue number four that took me by surprise. It's not even out yet, I don't think. But the news about it just took me by surprise because I did not see anything like that coming up from number yeah. one through three about John getting any kind of romantic relationship with really? anybody. You didn't? No. Oh man, the the second they introduced a guy with pink hair, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, here we go, here we go. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying it uh, to be evil or anything, but I just knew I was like, yeah. this is gonna be a love interest. I yeah. know it. 
Okay, and the, the reason reporter why, probably could have gave it away. The reporter, yeah. but the reason why is because um, the month prior or two months prior, Tim Drake Robin. Oh yeah, came out as bi as well. Right, and that made no headlines. Yeah, that made no news, nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to say that they made Superman gay to create to generate headlines. I'm saying it to say that they wanted better representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Robin is a secondary character, especially if you're the third or fourth Robin, uh-huh. and they made Dick Grayson bisexual. Oh, that would have that would have blown that would have blown the lid off. You know, had they made even Damien bisexual, because Damien has a bigger role right now yeah. in comics. Yeah. yeah, you know that would have that would have been a huge thing. But here's the thing: so so many people like always like to point to Superman as being like the super masculine guy, like right? Yeah, like, you see all the the gym swole dudes with oh uh, yeah 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 uh, with the Superman shirts on. Now, in continuity, Superman has a son that's bisexual. Like that's, yeah. You can't ignore that. You can't. No. So if, I that's and how I had this discussion with my dad, and my dad was like, he can fly, he can shoot lasers, but he chooses. It's because those. It's because those same gym bros can't slap a Superman on their truck without somebody saying, "Which Superman do you like, the original one or the bisexual?" And it it kills their fragile masculinity. Like, yeah. Because. Because that that's that was the main point of everyone being up in arms about Superman coming out as bi. Yeah, they're believing it's Clark Kent. Yep. Yeah, my they're dad not, not even reading the books. They're my, not they're not reading the books. They're not paying attention. Dude. It's his yeah. son Jonathan Kent, you know, who has taken on the moniker of Superman. Yep. He's the Superman of the Earth right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you <laughs> people are just seeing that headline and running with it. They're yeah. not even my. My dad called me yesterday. Did you hear that? Superman's gonna be guys like. Did you read the article? <laughs> he's like, he's like, whoa, no. I was like, it's his son. Why can that not happen? Yeah. Like that's a thing that happens in real life. Like, you know, like you said earlier, Joey. Like, that's a that's that's happening right now. People's kids are identifying it's themselves. Yeah, it's representation. It's, it's necessary representation. Yeah. Comics have always reflected the times. They have always. People who sit there and uh, lambaste comics for oh it's too oh, political too poli- yeah. or, or they're they're just social social justice warriors out here. Comics have always been that. Go back and read a lot of these comics. Anything. Superman started off that way. Wonder Woman started off that way. Dude, Batman, like you know, Adam's Green Arrow, Green Lantern run. It was two a Hal Jordan, which was more conservative, and and, and Green, Arrow, Green Arrow, who was, was super liberal, super liberal, and they had to figure out. How to work together to solve problems. social problems yeah. like that were going on in the streets, like, and this was Green Lantern, a you know, a galactic hero hanging yeah. out down in you know whatever. I city. remember that one. So here the Green, yeah, uh, there was had that one uh, one panel where uh, it was the I think it was the janitor. Uh, yeah. One black oh yeah. Was talking to yeah, Hal yeah. Jordan, like you're wearing green. You care about all these aliens, but you don't care about the color black here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's racist, Joey. To make him a janitor. How dare you? How dare you? He was wearing the little janitor suit. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was, dude. He was. He was. He, he could have been a mechanic. <laughs> oh, he could have been the dang, town mechanic. Couldn't even janitor. give him a pay raise. No, but and, like they get all up in arms about uh, these characters, yeah, and don't yeah. like don't get me started uh, on Marvel. Mar- their first character out the gate, Captain America, he wears a fucking flag <laughs> and punches Nazis. Get the fuck out of here! And oh, the whole man. like when they really started the Marvel universe in the sixties, uh-huh. all of that was nothing but turmoil. 
and there's a lot of things that people don't for, like, realize because a lot of their favorite characters, like the Flash, uh, uh, Superman, a lot of these characters, Captain America, were created during segregation. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of places people... You're, you're, mm, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, now, whenever there's these new things coming out, like, okay, Superman is bisexual. Everybody's up in arms about it. But it shouldn't be such that... It shouldn't be a big deal. You're looking at me funny. No, no, I'm not. I have a thought, but... And so, and what I hate about it is, like, people are always pointing, like, oh, that's why manga is succeeding more than comic books. Like, No. Dude. Hi, oh what are God. you reading? Yeah, what are you reading? What What do y'all want? Like, for real. It gets wild to a point, and it shouldn't. These things, these headlines, shouldn't be a big deal. You're right; it shouldn't be that big of a deal. It should be a big deal to the people they're representing. Like it should be. It's we and it. We should be able to like writers and whoever. Like even in our universe, we'll probably get backlash once we get on a larger scale. But like, we shouldn't have to worry about having a backup plan for presenting this stuff because exactly. we're presenting it to the people who it matters to. Like, hey, hope you guys are excited. This is what's coming. A, you know, bisexual character or this kind of character or whatever so that people get excited about not people backlashing on it. But yeah. it's going to happen because yeah. it's, it's like how we're... Characters can exist without there being yeah. some kind of underlying yeah. agenda for it to happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, people exist. Because he's still, man, in the, at the end of the day, like, he's a badass character. Like, John Kent is a really good He's superman. awesome. He's, he's handling a lot yeah. of things way different than his dad is. Yeah. So that... Like kudos to him. Mm-hmm. That's that goes. It, it all boils down to his, like a part of his identity, mm-hmm. something that at the end of the day he can't just take off. Yep. I think I think Mondo made a statement about identity and being able to remove mm, it willingly. Yes, I did. In which, the chat. which which should lead us into our next thing. Oh. I connected the dots now. There finally. we go. Joe. Oh, I'm like two seconds behind, yes. but I'm here now. Joe uh, <laughs> Joe is like E.T. <laughs> picking up the Reese's pieces. But then like he eats one and forgets to pick up the rest. He's like, oh. oh my gosh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, I uh, big news, big week. huge this news. This is wild, man. This is crazy. Wild. I, I didn't really know about this because this is uh, this is this is active. Like this is currently happening. Currently happening. Um, C. B. Sabolski. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. Uh, C. B. Sabolski, the current, current, current like today, right now, chief, right now, as we speak, current editor in chief of Marvel Comics. Yep. Wrote under a pen name. Was it a pen name? It was a pen name that he fabricated an entire life. Uh-huh. He even had others lie for him. He even stated in interviews that he met this person. That was, mm. He was a Japanese man named Akira Yoshida. He was using that pen name as an editor uh, so he could write for Marvel. Well, actually... He was using that pen name, and he ended up using. Uh, he was writing for Dark Horse at the time, right. writing for Conan and yeah. Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a Marvel editor that invited him to pitch for Marvel while he was active as an editor at Marvel. 
unbeknownst of his true identity. So he had no idea that it was actually this editor. So he just went along with it and pitched the stories. Wow. Um, he wrote for uh, Thor. He wrote for Elektra. Uh, there was X-Men titles that he was involved in. Um, and he, he, he was faking being this person. And all along, you know, there were some, like, little tidbits going along mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, are you this person? Are you this person? It's like, oh, no, but I've met this person. I met him at cons. We've had office meetings. Uh, there was another guy uh, named uh, Mike Martz. Uh, this uh, he was an editor for Marvel also also claimed to have met him uh, You know this this whole thing kind of went went on and on and on this is like the professional version of Robert Granito like kind of Rob Granito Rob Granito look and, him up and look him up. And the, the deal was that it was not the fact that he just used the pen name of Akira yeah. Yoshida It's the fact that he used the pen name the fabricated backstory and he was writing comics that were Japanese centric yeah. So, okay. okay. So, how, I, so how is this new, like what, this is info, but how was it brought to light? Was it just released? Did oh, he yeah. Like, how is it bad. news? Like? Uh, the Daredevil editor, uh, sorry, the Daredevil writer. Stephen uh, S. Denight. Stephen S. Denight. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, said that he's not going to write for Marvel Comics anymore as long as that guy's, uh, there's, as, as long as Cebulski is still editor-in-chief mm-hmm. because of what he did. Yeah. And, okay, so I want to, I want to clarify the way Joey is presenting it, Sobolski used a pen name, but in your telling of the story, he adopted an, a, an identity. So it's one thing to have a pen name. You can write under a pen name and not have any repercussions because, yeah, that's your pen name. Like like uh, Mark Twain, that wasn't his name. Mm-hmm. You know, he wrote under a pen name. Lots of women wrote as men under, you know, assumed mm-hmm. pen names. Okay, I'm misusing the word pen name. Right, yeah, yeah. you can right. write under a pen name. What Sobolski did was an, assume a complete identity and then lied about it. Of another race and culture. Of another race and culture. To benefit of being a member of that race and culture. Mm-hmm. Mm. To to further his own career. Yes. I don't know that... Like, if he were writing Ultraman or something, sure. <laughs> I can see that to benefit his own. Like, I want to write Supida Man, but I'm not of Japanese origin, so mm-hmm. I'm going to adopt Akira Yoshida as my name. Uh, yeah. But, like like you're saying, yeah, he uh, he did this, and he... Presented it as a wholly different person, a whole, like a whole complete legit person who was writing. And in my mind, that is like double dipping at work. Mm-hmm. You're doing two jobs and you're pretending to be someone else. Like, no, that's, it's, it's a real person. It's not me. And you're getting paid twice. He broke the company policy at the time. Right. Yeah. You're getting paid twice. Uh, the big issue that Denight has is that he misrepresented himself as Japanese or Asian Mm -hmm. in heritage and ethnicity and background and everything trying to give. And what Marvel was trying to do was give someone from that region a a chance and he stole it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, he did. Whether, whether he gave us good work, whether he found us good talent or not, he stole it. Yeah, that's the fact. And at the end of the day, what I said in the chat is it's it's easy to look at that like as a sign. Well, oh, he was trying to pay bills or get work or do whatever. Or, But at the end of the day, if he wants to, he can throw that in the trash if he wants to. 
he can dismiss that and any other negative or positive encounters with him being of that descent or whatever. Uh, people of color can't, or people of any origin, anything can't take that off. Right. Like Asians, they can't take off being Asian. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and like you said, since he was like creating this identity, you know, he was probably using that in social settings as well to promote that he was that person, you know? So, but and this isn't know. this isn't new. It's only new because yeah. the Knight found out about it. Yeah, um, this has been known in the comics industry for a few years now, and people were people were rightfully upset. Mm-hmm. They were like livid that this had happened. Um, he was reprimanded internally because he did go against their their bylaws, you know, their corporate policy. Yeah. Um, do yeah. I think he should have been promoted this far? Oof. No, nope. No. But Joey argued that uh, without without Sabolski, we wouldn't have some of the the good car- creators that we have today. You know, like why don't you why don't you hit us up with some of those yeah great so, creators? So Sabolski uh, took up a position at Marvel um, that allowed him to finally write and edit, and then yeah. later on, it took him to uh, the talent management department, right, uh, where he actually created that and he recruited some of the creators at the time uh like jonathan hickman who just came off of his uh the nightly news mm-hmm. uh for image uh, he also got scotty young um so uh, he kind of brought those creators into the marvel fold uh and introduced them into uh you know working for marvel so like i say i don't agree with what the guy did at all but what was scotty young's first work for marvel I have to look it up. You have to look it up. Yeah, I don't know what I'll Look it up. Oh, because I... New, no, New Warriors was, like, one of his first runs. But I don't think it was, like, his first work. Because I think he was doing, like... Um, he was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, so this is this is my argument in that, yeah, he brought in Jonathan Hickman. But Hickman, that... Cable and Deadpool. Cable and Deadpool? Okay. Yeah. So he's probably like a fill-in artist for a couple of issues and then took over regularly. And I think it. he started inking too, right? Like he didn't do any kind of pencils. Probably. I think that's what it was, yeah. But like Jonathan Hickman, he had just come off the Nightly News. And the Nightly News was a critically acclaimed book. It's who was going to get to him first, Marvel or DC. Uh, Sabolski just happened to get to him first. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah... I, I, I love Jonathan Hickman. I love his Fantastic Four run. I love his Avengers, New Avengers, uh, Secret Wars run. And then he left Marvel, and when he came back, he was debating on whether or not to go to Marvel or DC. Yeah, yeah. No, he had had pitch meetings with DC Comics. I didn't know that. Yes. So, so that's the thing you have to think about, too, when you're thinking about how this industry works is there are going to be certain creators that are going to get picked up regardless by somebody because they're that good or yeah. they know they're going to put out stuff. Hickman's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, it's like Jim Lee. You're telling me Jim Lee walked away from like X-Men. Like it's the highest for one. It was the highest selling issue at the time. And um, also it was very, I mean, X-Men, they're a popular team and he went to just go to DC to start doing no, he went to Image. Oh, oh yeah, Image, Image. He went to Image first, and he then, launched Image. Right, launched Image, and then from there, you know, he started doing like DC stuff. So, why, you know, if the, if it's such a oh, this is the only option that you have, 
those creators are going to flourish because they're going to flourish regardless. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. So to say that, like, we not would have never had, you Jonathan know. Jonathan Hickman right. or Scotty Young. We, we may not have had, uh, we may not have had the stories uh-huh. that we currently have, like the X-Men, House of X, everything, uh, the Avengers world story. Um, but the, shit, we could have had a Hickman New Gods, you yeah, know, like, wild. right? No, I was just saying that that, I, I wasn't saying like if uh, if it wasn't for Sibosky. CB Sibosky, yeah. we wouldn't have them. I was saying yeah. he just, he was that linking point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and what's wild about it, and uh, it's one thing to just come out and say, look, this is what I did. I fucked up. Yeah. Um, he did that after the fact he got caught because whenever he got that promotion, suddenly Yoshida, Akira disappeared because yeah. he was able to write again. Right. Disposable, and, yeah. And then, uh, you know, there was a guy on Twitter that, uh, like, uh, whenever he became the editor in chief uh, after, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Casada. Joe Casada. Um, no, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Alonso? Axel Alonso. Axel Alonso, my bad. I can't read my own handwriting. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then after he became at that, uh, the guy on Twitter reached out to him or started uh, the whole thing. And I think that was in 2017, 2018. Somewhere in there, something like that, yeah. And uh, that's that's never that everything broke out. And then after the fact, everything broke out. That's never he admitted. He's like, yeah, I was young and naive at the time, but we've all moved past that. And hmm. I'm have we? I'm look- well, yeah, he said it. Yeah, he said they've uh, all the in- like, uh, internally, uh, inter- right? They've all yeah. said internally. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Yikes. Oh, but. It's but wild. Yeah. It's wild. It is not, I, it's like, fucked up is the wrong thing to say. It's, yeah. it's, it's a story. It's, it's a wild thing it is, that you, it, had, you would never think would happen. You know, this shit seems like a Lifetime movie, to be honest. No? Where's the spurned housewife? Yeah. <laughs> the burning somewhere. bed, man. Where's the burning bed? My mom. She'll yeah, get that. The, Shout the, out to my mom. She'll get that reference. The, the murder neighbor. I have no the idea what you're talking about. You yeah. said Lifetime. We're we're just going with tropes on Lifetime. Uh, I think these things definitely are viewed as, I mean, also while I have personal views about it as a whole, I think it should just be used as to look at for perspective. If you're a creator, how do you want to create? How do you want to be known for in the industry? How do you want to leave your legacy? Yeah, what do you leave behind? Yeah. What do you leave behind? And so, I mean. That's going to be on his record. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, Oh. <laughs> because because uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a white guy yeah. doing this. Like, had it been, I feel like, had it been a person of color doing this, the damage, the fallout would have been much much greater. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't feel like the punishment is equitable across the spectrum. Yeah. So I definitely agree too. Definitely agree too. But he must be really good at his job. Cause shit, they promotion after promotion. They took him. They they uh, paid for his way to go live in Shanghai to establish relationships for the Marvel brand mm-hmm. uh, in Asia. <laughs> so and that was before he became editor in chief. Yeah. Well, he'd already had uh, connections there because he lived and and worked there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, you said it yourself. He was. Do- yeah, he was lit like living and functioning there all in. Yeah. Says he was living in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved to Shanghai, Mar in China. In China, right? Marvel yeah. sent him to China. Right. Uh, well, but what Danny's saying is like they didn't just uproot him from like Washington or oh, wherever yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, like yeah. he was already, you know, he kind of had a life there. Whether he was going into bars and doing whatever, doing karaoke, whatever, he had some connection where he felt, you know, comfortable. 
that a Shang Chi reference? Doing so, karaoke. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. I feel like something. No, he, would do. he already had uh, established some sort of set of roots in that yeah. uh, hemisphere of the world. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, you live in California, we're gonna send you to China. No. You know, we're gonna send you to Japan. No, he was already over there. He was. I, if he writes an autobiography, I'm probably gonna buy it. You should. Sorry, I'm sorry. Should. No, yeah. no, no, like I said, it should be used for a perspective. What you do with that perspective? That's on you. Yeah, yeah that's on your character. You know what I mean? Because so, I mean, also, I mean, the same guy, Sibolsky. Yeah. He was also one of the guys that was on Twitter, and he would tweet out a while back how to break into the industry. You know, tips yeah. for breaking in. So. <laughs> Was one, them, was, one was, of, <laughs> was one of them yellow face? Hey guys, look. Performative pumpkin yellow face. face. Jeez. Pumpkin face. Pumpkin face. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Inside joke. Pumpkin face. Performative yellow face was his number one. And then. Yeah. It was up there. Oh No. Because uh, that's also very uh, misleading. If you're already working mm-hmm. and then you just so happen to get a second job in your own business, in your own company, mm-hmm. you know, through uh, underhanded ways, through misleading information. You know, don't don't sit here and tell me how to break into comics when you've done it the wrong way. You're trying you're you're I giving know. me you're giving me a set of rules that you did not abide by. Yes. That's not right. Yep. I don't want to hear that. Yep. I stand corrected. We're not coming from the same position of yeah. two creators. We're coming from the position of you use something you did something that nobody's doing to do it. And then you're telling people, oh, right. no, do it this way right. instead. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. do it the way I did. Like, exactly. no. No. I'm mad now. Now, now I'm mad. Now he's hot. Now, now he's I'm, heated. Now I'm lit. Now because, he's heated. Man, Let it out, man. How, how dare you? How dare you try God, to. That, that, uh, is, that is some hope. That is try some to preach shit. to a comic creator who is oh. out there struggling, really trying Using their own name, their own skill, their own talent, not doing performative face of any other kind. You know, I'm I'm Daniel Flores, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Mexican, whatever. I'm out there and I'm, you know, yeah. using my talent. I'm grinding. I'm trying to draw better, better, better every day. And this guy puts on a name, Akira Yoshida, performative yellow face again. And he gets a job because they're looking for uh, a tap into that market. God, and yes. This guy, quote, unquote, happens to live over there and writes over there yeah. and does a really good job. When in reality, it's not. It's this white guy yep. doing all of that. That is infuriating. That is so infuriating. I'm like, I'm with Stephen S. Denight now. Before, <laughs> before I was kind of on the fence. Like, well, you know, he's made reparations to yeah. the community and he's. You know, they've oh. internally they've done all this and, and reprimanded him and everything. But now that I look back at it, when you yeah. told me he's tweeting how to break into comics. Ugh. See, <sighs> that's man. I knew when I read that headline, I was like, I'm not going to like this one bit. Like for, I was, for different reasons from, I, a, from a comic standpoint or from like a social kind of construct. Like, was yeah, going to be like I'll listen to Gail Simone. I'll listen to Devin Grayson. Yeah. I'll listen to Jonathan Hickman. I'll listen to Scott Lobdell. Uh Nasizia, John Romita, Jim Lee, Wills you know, all these other creators because they worked hard at their craft and went on their own name. They didn't use 
a completely fake identity to do this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm so deflated too right now. And also, the, there's another thing too. Somebody had tried to compare it to like how like other creators have done stuff like, uh, but a pen name. So like kind of how you were like kind of misinterpreting what like they were like yeah stan lee you know because he's stanley lieber it's like no stan lee did it for one he didn't change his whole background his entirety he didn't even change his name to be anything more than just an abbreviation kind of thing yeah because he and his only reason was is that if his first book that he did failed he didn't want to be tied to his the name that he wanted to use he would try again with another book until something he would okay i'm stan i'll keep this name if it if it's successful and it was successful and he kept Stan Lee. But like like Danny said, to try to say, oh, I did it in this industry when things were, you know, tough and this and that, while also having an advantage that wasn't your advantage to begin with, is shitty. So deflated. Deflated. Just to let you know, guys, Joey is Hispanic. So <laughs> when he pushes Black Toro, it's legit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We know you guys. Have seen the thirst traps on Instagram, but <laughs> man, I, so I got my ancestry DNA results back. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I I so twenty six from twenty six percent from Mexico. Yeah, twelve uh, percent of that from is from Spain. Yeah, uh, so that's a whole thirty eight percent mestizo. I think that's what Jessica called me. Yeah. But uh, no, did I say that really white? No, you're, no, you're, you're right. You're it's right. just kind of like mestizo. It, that's kind of like uh, it's funny when you see. This is gonna sound kind of. It's funny when you see certain types of people get their ancestry because they don't really like us. We all kind of know where Hispanics came from. Yeah. Like we were colonized. Like, yeah. So we're going to have European in our DNA or we're going to have right. like my, my grandmother's side is from like Spain, you know, like uh Castilians. So they're like real, real light skin. And like, I got red hair and shit. Like, uh-huh. but my, that's like a normal, it's, it wasn't a thing where it was like, we knew what happened, why it happened. My, my great, great grandfather on my mom's side, Blonde hair, blue eyes yeah. from Spain. Mm-hmm. Look at me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I mean, we get it. We understand. Yeah. That's definitely a connection. Dive more into it, man. That's a connection. Yeah, it's like, good stuff. It's good stuff, stuff to dive. That's the stuff that I really can't wait for is to push a lot of um, a lot of what we see out here, what we've grown yeah. with, a lot of those characteristics yeah. in our books. Yeah. Somebody made a comment, and I'm not going to, not going to, you know, Talking down on him, it was his comedy. It's fair to make it um, that our company, referencing Plus yeah. Comics, yeah. has the opportunity to do something different than what other companies are doing. Just want to clarify, we're not any kind of agenda pushing thing at all. We're not looking to break boundaries or any kind of things like that. We're making books that we would love to find yeah. on the shelves. Yeah. And we're going to make those books based off of what we love to have in yeah. those books. What we know, That's what it. we're tied to. like That, that, that reflect. Us, yeah. our lives, our mm-hmm. what we what we grew up with, stuff yeah. that you know. We, so we might have some and characters a lot, a lot, a lot of we those, a lot, a lot of those characters that we grew up were very diverse. Were people of color? Were you know? Were gay? Were whatever? Like fun characters, like um, you know, Alpha Flight, like North Star. He's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> my mom had a friend um, that was <laughs> clearly gay. Yeah, like very gay, super gay. And I remember my mom relating the story to me like one time. Yeah, we were talking and he looked at me and said, Flores, do you think I'm gay? She goes, yeah. 
you're very gay. And he goes, really? Like, yeah. He goes, well, I thought I was hiding it well. This one, like, you are not hiding it well at all. You're like super, you're out there. You Man, are out my dad's, there. My dad's best friend, uh, rest in peace, he's been gone for a while now, but he was really big in our lives when he was gay. And uh, he would try really hard. Like, we loved hanging out with him. He was like part of the family, so he'd like babysit us and stuff, me and my sister. And he would always bring me like action figures because he knew I liked action figures, but he never knew like I was into like superhero stuff. So like one time I got this like cap random Captain Hook. Like it wasn't <laughs> even like a Disney version. It was just like Captain Hook action figure. And I was like, what, you know, why? And he was just like, doesn't his coat look like, la- I don't know what he was fabulous. saying. Fabulous. <laughs> like it's purple. But he would sit there and we'd play toys. Not how, you know, that's, I grew out, yeah. right? Like, so that kind of stuff where, you know, we have those connections and everything, you right. know. Uh, People exist. They yeah. deserve to be represented. Yeah. Exactly. Bottom line. Yes. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So it's not, and, and you need, and like goes back to uh, John Kent, like get out of that habit of looking for stuff to be like, like Joey said, to be a tactic or to be for advertising or to be an, push, agenda. an agenda. It's not, an agenda. It's it's not just, that. It's people writing their experiences and what they want to see and their friends and whoever they see yeah. on the daily in comics and stuff that they do. As a creative person, it's not too harsh on your feelings or right. make you feel insecure yeah. about whatever. Whenever you pick up a book, you have a choice to say this book either isn't for me yeah. or you can choose to follow the story. But to say that everything is pointing to an agenda, to pointing to pushing an idea, that this is trying to change people's minds or it's it's that comics are political. Duh, they're political. Yeah. Name a comic that's not. Tell a show. Tell me you don't know how to do critical thinking without telling me you don't know how to do critical <laughs> yeah. thinking. Yeah, and and for the and the, for the future, if you're gonna talk to us about books or get upset about the books, make sure you're reading those books. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then we'll talk. Yeah, talk to me uh, after you've read the book. Gosh, because I promise, if you've read that book, we probably have a lot more in common than than yeah, you think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this doesn't exactly. have to be such a dividing point. Yeah. yeah. Because at the bottom line, if you're reading comics, if you're interested in comics, if you're even upset about comics, that means you like comics. For sure. The thing that upsets me the most about comics is when they switch the artists on me. (laughs) Ah, Why? I I hate whenever the variant covers look like a completely different issue and they hide the number. So you buy the damn variant issue on top of buying the number one. So now oh. I got two number ones, and I didn't yeah. even want the variant oh. issue. You know what I do? I don't even care. I don't even. I'll do it right in front of the uh, the owner of the bookstore's face. I flip through all the books. I don't. <laughs> I, do I, too. Give, I give. I no do too. Shits. A Cardo will try to give me a book, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Nope, you can put this back. I'm gonna go get another one." Like this is not. There used I'm to be doing. a guy. There used to be a guy who worked at the local comic shop here. Uh, I forget his name. I really don't care. He was kind of an idiot, anyways. But he would. I was. I would always flip through the books. I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna buy. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Hey I'm man, gonna, uh, chill out with that. I'm gonna there. buy books. Yeah. Just let me flip through them and see if the art that I have yeah. in here I really, really like. I know who you're talking. Yeah. And um, I bet you don't. Um, yeah, this was before you were. No. Oh, maybe this was before. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. And he would always be like, uh, "This isn't a library. This isn't a public library." I'm like, oh. Who gives a shit? Fuck okay. you. Yeah, I'm gonna buy these books. Enjoying the cheese, man. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, I'll flip through. But I don't care what covers on it. I'll flip through all the books. That's the fun of comics, man. Like I'm, 
I've been I, doing it, it since I was twelve. When, yeah. when the when the shop first opened, I would go over during the summertime and just sit on the yeah. floor and just flip yep. through all the books. Yeah, I don't care because yep. <laughs> eventually I am gonna buy that. I have you know how many? Don't tell my wife. Do you know how many thousands of dollars I've dropped in that store oh, for this sure, year? Man. She's here. No, this year or. You know what? Yeah, this Whoa. year. This year I especially. Was joking. Are you for real? This year especially. Probably. This year especially with 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 the pandemic and everything. Shit, I know sometimes I have to. I'm not trying to hide it from Jess, but like I'm just like not trying to tell her where I'm going. I can't even hide it anymore, bro. And then one time Carter hold me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I'm in line ready to pay for my comics. The best I can do is be like, look, man, I'm just I'm just taking half of my shit home today because yeah. if I walk in the door with this big ass pull, it's like. But but Kate, she she likes comics too, so it's. She's more of like, well, what did you get me? You got all this stuff. Like, you share my... a pool? She hijacks my pool. <laughs> she's like, here, put this in Mondo's pool. Like in the store, she's like, here, on this one. Mm. Put this one in the pool. Oh my God. But she likes some cool stuff for the most part. She likes a lot of image, a lot of indie books. Nice. So. But yeah, man. Yeah, comics are for reading. That that yeah. whole like, yeah, nope. keep it pristine. Like, no. Sorry, bud. They're for reading. Like, if you think you're going to make tons of money off of comics you're yeah. not enjoy them you know how you can make tons of money off of comics creating them creating them creating them and then getting that netflix or hbo hey. max or amazon money Jeez. that's how you can make tons that's of money how you do it that's follow me for the secrets of wealth off, <laughs> off of comics my my one-step plan to making yourself a billionaire <laughs> off of comics <laughs> oh man one day, man. One day. Yeah, One day. But uh, I, it, do we have anything else for today? Uh, what are we excited about real quick? And then I guess we can wrap it up. I'm really excited about the uh, the Cowboy Bebop, uh, what you call Netflix it? Netflix TV show. Netflix TV show. Yeah. So I you was see they're releasing the anime too? On Netflix? Mm -hmm. They're yep. doing it before, right? Like before the... Yep. I think, uh, I'm not mistaken, it's coming out this month. The, nice. uh, the Netflix. Sorry, sorry. Nice. The... Um, Anime. The anime is coming out, I think, on the 19th. I don't know. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited because the uh, the original voice cast of the anime is coming, coming back to dub the Japanese uh, uh, translation. So if you watch it subbed um, with the English subtitles on there in Japanese, right. it'll be the original. It, it's, it's tight. It's just really cool how they have a little little pop-up. Yeah. Mondo? Um, I'm excited for Will Portler as... Will Pol Polter. 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 Polter? Polter? Poulter. I thought it was powder. I'm Poulter. P-O-U-L-T-E-R. Will Poulter. Poulter. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to see like him bit. as Adam Warlock. Yeah, I that's wanna wild. See, I want to see what direction they're going to go. I want to see costume ideas. I'm I think they're going to blank slate him and then let so? him be influenced by the Guardians. So he'll be like him, like the original him. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that's what influenced by the garden. I think it'll be fun. He's a good actor. He's uh, a good actor. He's a good actor. I like him. It's really cool whenever they take like comedic actors. Are um, you sad that Zach Efron's not going to be nah, doing the that, dance? Like, I hope I, I we're really, all in this together. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I uh, I really want him to be the Human Torch. One day we'll get to an episode where we get to like a whole fan casting. That'll be really tight. That would be cool. That'd but be cool. but pretty much, yeah, any douche can be the Human Torch. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Storm. Hothead. No. Um, what about you, Danny? What are you excited about? I'm excited for the Eternals. 
Oh, the, yes. That's soon. That's so soon. It's Wait, like, when it's is like it? in three weeks. No, uh for real? November 5th. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like in three weeks. And I'm... I'm gonna die for this movie because I am going to a theater to yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what? They haven't been that bad. We've been renting out the IMAX theaters, and there's not been a lot of people. We went to go see the Venom one, and then what's the movie we went to see before? Just me and Kate. It was some comic related. But yeah, it was pretty. It was chill. There was like lots of space. People were yeah, pretty so. respectful. I yeah. think it's I'm if you bring that new theater on time. Yeah, oh, that's where yeah, that's where yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try and go see it at the XD, the Cinemark. Um, Dude, hit us up because we live like down the street. We want to go check it out too. Yeah, for and sure. We can all go together. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go on like an off day, like a Tuesday or Thursday or something when, yeah. you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's that's, what we're, that's what we're yeah. planning to do. Is, so, oh, I'm going to yeah. take off of work and stuff for it. For sure. So, yeah, that's fun. what I'm excited for. Hell yeah, man. Any any shout outs, guys? Shout out. Oh, man. Shout out to our buddy, Corey Parton. He was, yeah. At, yeah. he was at a convention and someone stole all of his artwork out of his bag that he was collecting from artists. And if you guys don't know Corey, he's a local guy that... Man, he he so, promotes comics and Comic-Cons. he just loves comics. Part of the fandom. fandom. He supports artists. He buys work. Any kind of Kickstarter projects he backs. He goes, uh, he has. He runs his own show. This um, guy's a true fan. Yeah, he's a true fan. And he's such a nice guy. Definitely. And he, uh, everybody's been going through it rough these past two years. But he's he's had some personal stuff, too, with him and his family. So... If you guys want to reach out to him, and, and um, he's definitely down to get some commissions. Uh, we've all talked about it, and we let him know. Uh, plus, Waco Comics, we're going to hook him up with a nice little fun package because uh, we want to keep people like that excited, man. For sure. That's the guy, those are the guys that that keep us fueled and, and fuel our gas tank. So, but, yeah, shout out to him, and hopefully uh, he's got some good news coming and some some cool stuff. So, what about you guys? Shout outs. Danny, who you got? Holy shit, the Black Adam trailer just dropped. Oh, live in person. <laughs> no, we're not going to do it. We're, you know, we're, I will, watch, guys, it. I will watch it after the show. I've been show. waiting for that yeah. shit for so fucking long. <laughs> they announced that shit whenever uh, fucking Channing Tatum was trying to be Gambit. You remember that shit? Yeah. We never saw anything oh, like that. Yeah. I never thought this movie was going to get made. Now we get a trailer for it. Get the fuck out of yep. here. Damn, it dude. just dropped. Damn. Thanks, DC Fandom. Damn. Shout Damn. out to DC, DC Fandom. AKA <laughs> the Jim Lee Show. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they rented out like the whole AT&T Center and just featured all his art like on these digital Pillars. The, yeah, pillars. There's like really? this whole yeah, it's yeah. like all digital and they show the process of it getting inked and colored. Like imagine me and Jim Lee sitting in the middle of that. Why would he sit in the middle of that? Just, he did the whole just, thing. He did the whole thing. Just relishing just it. Just relishing oh, it. Wow. He already relishes in it. Oh my god. Get spotted everywhere. It's Jim Lee. Yeah. Sign my much. sign my X-Men tattoo. That'll happen to us one day. We'll be signing yeah. his foreheads. Nice. <laughs> Joey, you got any shout outs? <laughs> Shout out to my dad. Uh, we uh, He's the one that actually kind of uh, put me on to that Superman news uh, by John Kent. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did he say? Your yeah. dad? Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he said it earlier. He's like, uh. he's like they, uh, it's like they, uh, what you call it? He can fly, shoot yeah. lasers, and they get upset that he chooses to kiss a man. Or, yeah. 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 He, he said different words. I don't want to. The, the wording he said was a little more, a little rougher. A little but, rougher. Yeah. But it was, it was on point. It was very quotable. <laughs> South said too. South said something too. It was like for a guy that was just Chinese on the outside. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you didn't know. Yeah. Come on, guy. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my dad. Yeah, for, that's uh, tight, dude. For putting me on comics. And, yeah. Uh, and for 
for for teaching me that uh, that diversity is beautiful and something needs to be celebrated yep. and uh, you should never be ashamed for for seeing yourself represented noise yeah noise yeah that's that's it all right Ooh, you know what? We're gonna have to schedule a, a, a recording session earlier because the next time we're supposed to be in studio, guys, I'm gonna be in Puerto Rico. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So first, first time, right? First time. Hey, first time. Shout out to the island That's tight, for still dude. existing. Right <laughs> after all the fracking and the the earthquakes going on, and then oh, hurricanes, the multiple hurricanes and everything, well, we're oh gonna gosh. see. Hey man, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there like a like a real Puerto Rican, barefoot, with uh, tattered rags on, and begging for beans on the corner or something, making tostones See. or something like. Uh, yeah, I thought you were signing up for a uh, <laughs> hotel package. I was signing up for a volunteer package. For real, Get for real. <laughs> fucking travel agency did you use? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but that's tight, dude, that you get to go back. Like, it was, yeah. it'd be there on the roots, man. Yeah, yeah. The motherland. So, that's tight, man. Well, it's going to be fun. It's for nice, sure. dude. So. Well, I hope you guys, you hope you have a good trip and safe and come back and stuff. So Jeez, we'll have man. to schedule yeah. schedule recording. Stuff. When you get back, we'll be busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a boozy. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Shout out to Mike for letting us come in all the time and, and talk this. about this stuff. Let us be goofy for an hour or so. Yeah, I know. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Where can we find us at? You can find us at the Long Box Podcast on all social medias. Find me at Armando Ramirez underscore art on Instagram. Uh, Imaginary Heroics on Instagram and Dating Flores on Facebook. You can find me at Joey GNZLS on Instagram and Joey Gonzalez on Facebook. And also you can find us at PlusWacoComics.com and PlusWacoComics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And nice. follow Rogue Media Network on all social platforms. Peace Always. out, guys. Later. has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>